Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Davey Proven. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! Well, Qatar, here we come, 2022. We did it on Monday night, 2-0 against Denmark. Barry, that's exactly what you predicted on this programme. Yeah, I was very confident. I know um, the Danes are missing some top quality players, but I thought it was an excellent performance for the boys. Confidence is obviously high from the great result in Moldova. And I thought some of the football we played in the second goal especially was a fantastic goal. So I thoroughly deserved three points for us and now into the playoffs. David, can you remember 90 minutes of Scotland football that you've enjoyed as much as Monday no, night? No, I can't. I mean, I, I think up until Monday night, um, the one in Belgrade was as good as I've seen the boys perform for Steve Clark. But Monday, Monday knocked the spots off that. Um, and it's just hugely important that we're now seeded. We've avoided, you know, countries like Italy and Portugal. Um, we've got a great chance now. It's all there for us. Brilliant to look at it, isn't it, when you see we're there. Portugal, Scotland, Italy, Russia, Sweden and Wales. But up against it could be Poland, North Macedonia, Turkey, Ukraine, Austria and Czech Republic. But Barry, as you well know, that's March. So much can happen between now and then. So this time last week, we pretty much broke the news that Aston Villa would be coming in in 24 hours for Stephen Gerrard. That seems a while ago now. What about Giovanni van Bronckhurst? We've been two meetings, one in Amsterdam at the weekend, but he hasn't signed up yet. Do you think he is signing up as Rangers manager? Well, he's he's clear favourite, Paul. That's, as you just mentioned there, that's two meetings I've had. Um, it doesn't look if he's going to be in place uh, for the semi-final, which I think a lot of the Rangers fans would have liked to have seen. Um, so it needs to be the, the guys that are in charge just now, the, the B-team uh, coaches. But it just looks a, a matter of time before he has he announced. Um, um, he's a clear favourite from the Rangers fans. I've spoke to a, a number of them. They would like to see Giovanni. Obviously, he's got the links to Rangers. Had a fantastic two and a bit years. Went on to uh, play at Arsenal and Barcelona at a high level. And also, he's got good experience as a manager. Winning trophies over, um, over in the Dutch league with Feyenoord. So, it looks to me if he's the, the right choice. It's just when he comes in. That could be crucial though, Davey, couldn't it? Because a cup semi-final beckons. And do you think he will be in play soon? And do you think it is going to be Van Bronckhorst? Well, it certainly looks as if Rangers want him, Paul. And I think in that regard, Van Bronckhorst is in a really strong position here to get exactly what he wants. And it would appear to me that is what the negotiations are about now. Uh, That in principle, he wants the job, Rangers want him. But he's in a position to make certain demands on Rangers, particularly when it comes to identifying his backroom staff, his technical staff, and I think that's that's what they'll be doing at the moment, trying to, to dot the I's and cross the T's on that. Were you surprised at the furor from Rangers fans about the departure suddenly, mid-season, of their manager, much-beloved manager, who you know, rescued the, the the dreaded 10 from a Rangers point of view? Yeah, so I think he'd won it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think most of the most of the Rangers supporters I've spoken to are quite philosophical about it. I think they're they're grateful to Stephen Gerrard for stopping ten in a row. They knew he was going to go. Um, it was just the suddenness, I suppose. You know, it's still hard to believe sitting here tonight. Mm. You know, last week I was in here and you were you were telling us it was it was a done deal, it was going to happen, and, and sure enough, the next day it was it was confirmed. But um, you know, I, I think old firm supporters at times tend to think that they're at the centre of the football universe. There are bigger clubs and bigger leagues out there, and Stephen Gerrard, I think, has every right to go and test himself in England now. It's different in England, Barry. You didn't enjoy it nearly as much, and you played at Old Trafford, Anfield, or whatever, but nothing beats Rangers against Celtic. The problem is, we're in the wrong league. Yeah, listen, I just think the Rangers fans, about, they were caught in the hop a bit. Um, yep. It was really sudden. They expected them um, to go, probably at the end of the season. Um, as David just mentioned there I think the vast majority of Rangers fans realised they would leave at some stage I just think they were um, caught by surprise um, but the difference down in England as we all know Stephen Gerrard can now go and sign players valued at 30 or 40 million pound up here at Rangers um, you're looking at 3 or 4 million pound um, so that that's um, that's the difference Can I throw a name at you that we've talked about for about a month or so John Suter at Hearts what performance the other night is he going to be in the blue of Rangers for next season? Well, it looks a real possibility. Um, great to see, first and foremost, great to see him back playing on a regular basis. Had a horrendous couple of years with the Achilles injury. Um, ruptured it twice, which I've, it's never happened to myself, but I know that's a serious injury. But great to see him back. I thought he was excellent. And he came up with um, the header. Uh, very good goal. He's a player, look, I think has got real potential to go and um, go on to bigger and better things and if it becomes available for the price of St Paul £500,000 I think it's a chance that Rangers and Celtic should be taken I, I think that would be a really sore one for Hearts who've stood by John Suter you know throughout the last couple of years when he's had all these injury problems Hearts have still paid him they've looked after him um, I was hoping he would sign a contract if only Barry to to give to make sure Hearts mm -hmm. would get top dollar for him mm -hmm. You know, if, if, if he leaves for 500 grand, it's a real sore one for Hearts, I think. Yeah, it's a snip at 500 yeah, grand. Because yeah. um, as I said, he's a player that I really like. Um, but Davey's right. Hearts have stood be behind him. They sent him the best surgeons. Made sure they get the right rehab. Um, but listen, football brings up some strange things at times. And, and John Suter obviously wants to go and play at the highest level. 0808 17 17 700 Rangers fans what do you think of that John Suter would you like to see him at Rangers who wouldn't would Celtic fans want to see him because David you've been saying I'll tell him in a minute yeah yeah. I, I think Celtic are still short at centre back and you know for that kind of money it, it's a no brainer for, for either old firm club to be to be after him we may go to Derek a Rangers fan in a moment or two 0808 17 17 700 he may have a view on that yep it was the Celtic AGM today and Joe Henry will bring us up to date with that during the programme in the first hour and also in the last few days we lost another football great and what a legend as a player and as a character and as a man of course the late great Bertie Old and we're going to speak to one of the Lisbon Lions is going to join us just after 20 past 5 this afternoon Jim Craig and Davey we'll talk about Bertie then you've got many great memories it was before your time as well Barry was on touching tributes on Monday night Willie Hockey was on speaking about yeah. him there have been so many about Bertie and of course Walter's Memorial will be on Friday these are two men that united this city ah, absolute giants of the game yeah. um, and I, you know, I count myself fortunate that I was fortunate enough to spend a bit of time in their company I remember walking around the, the stadium in Lisbon with Bertie 
getting his recollections of the, the day, 25th of May, 67. And, you know, the wee man talking me through, it was just, it was priceless listening to him. It always was priceless listening to to, to Bertie. And, and again, Billy Walter, hard, hard to believe he's gone. 5.25, we'll speak with Lisbon Lion, Jim Craig, former Scotland international as well. And we'll talk Scotland tonight. But let's talk Rangers just now. Giovanni van Bronckhurst, there's been two meetings. But so far, he hasn't signed on the dotted line. Derek is on the line. Good evening, Derek. Uh, good evening, Paul. Good evening, David. Good evening, Hi, Derek. Good evening, uh, Derek. What are you thinking? Are you surprised, Barry, that I've not got this over the line, especially when I've got the cup semi-final on Sunday and then basically next Thursday is as good as a cup final? Yeah, but I did say that I expected um, an announcement to be made before the, the, the semi-final um, on Sunday. But listen, I think both Rangers and Giovanni want to get things 100% before they actually sign in the dotted line. Um, so it looks to me, Derek, if they're going to go ahead with, with what's in place just now, Dave McCallum, Brian Gilmore and Jermaine Defoe. Um, but I guess you're like, a number of Rangers fans I've spoke to over the last couple of days, they were wanting somebody in place, uh, certainly for this weekend, because it's a, a massive um, week ahead. As Derek's just mentioned there, you've got a semi-final, Rangers' first semi-final um, in a while. And obviously they've got a massive game in the Thursday night against Sparta, which they need to win. So, look, I'm a bit surprised. Um, but listen, these things sometimes take a bit of time. And if you, I mean, he was your teammate, you have to get the deal done now, don't you? You have to get the people around you before you Yeah, listen, you do you want yeah. to get your staff yeah. in? Look, uh, Stephen Gerrard took six um, of the staff away. Uh, so... Gio will need to go and speak to people who he wants to bring in um, and that's not just easy because some of the guys I believe are in jobs at this moment in time so that takes negotiations with other clubs mm. so uh, knowing Gio he want things 100% before he comes across and, and takes a job Davey his favourite right hand man is Jean-Paul Gastel mm. and he's in China yeah I mean I, I, I think that will be what is holding things back at the moment um Van Bronckhorst for me is in a really strong position here. Um, if you look at the contrast of Postacoglu coming into Celtic, I think probably grateful to get the job and Celtic calling a lot of the shots in terms of the backroom team. I don't think that's the case in this instance. I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, given his status in the game, given his, where he's been, Arsenal, Barcelona, he's won a title in Holland, I think he'll be calling the shots and he'll be he'll be making sure that everything he's asking for is going to get. And when you get agents involved in these negotiations, Paul, you know what it's like. It's it's not easy to get it over the line. It's like a succession, isn't it? You know, the, the agents in there negotiating mm. around the table. Derek, what are you feeling about it then? Are you frustrated? or Do you understand it? It takes a, a number of days to get it sorted. I wouldn't be surprised if there's somebody else that we don't know about they're talking to, Paul. Mm. Uh, but if I put it in Friday night with Mark, I know you were on about uh, Scotland, but yep. Mark Weedy says that Rangers needs to pick one of his backroom staff members. A, a manager of Van Bronckhurst isn't going to allow that, is he? Let's be honest, he's going to want to bring his men in. It's not if he could pick one member, Rangers could pick one member of the backroom staff, but Mark Weedy says. Can I ask Barry a question? Is anybody from Rangers or anybody phoned you to offer you any sort of job, Barry? No, Derek, no, nothing. Nothing. Uh, Keep going, uh, Derek. It's a good line of questioning. On you go. <laughs> no, known Giovanni. Gio, yeah. Gio, known him as a player. He want everything one hundred percent spot on. As he said, he he can't come in just himself. He want his own people 
make sure he's making the decisions as I says that that takes a bit of time um, Marsh was a really good point though wasn't it and Davey it was about a continuity yeah. so Stephen Gerrard goes they all go you know at Celtic yeah. John Kennedy was still there yeah. for better or worse or whatever but there is a continuity mm-hmm. in, in the club and I think Mark was talking about that can you understand that? Yeah I can yeah, yeah I, I can and very often the incoming manager you know if, if he is a foreigner but like Jose Mourinho coming into Chelsea and he kept Steve Clark. Um, Rutulic kept Steve Clark at Newcastle and very often they want someone with a, a strong link to the club to, to be at their side if you like and someone that the supporters can identify uh, as well you know when the, when the coaching staff are in the dugout supporters can see one of their own if you like as part of the coaching team and I, I think that's important Derek would you like to see Barry alongside Barry Ferguson or Kevin Thompson I would like to see one of them in the dugout alongside the new regime. Uh, I think Kevin's made a good name for himself already, doing very well with Kelly Hearts. Uh, and, and Barry's doing generally okay with Allo at the moment. If maybe if they went in a run, they could run away with the league, because nobody's run away with that league yet, have they? I like that straight to the point, Derek. Generally, okay. I like that. <laughs> Kevin inherited a great team there, of course, at Kelty, but yeah. Derek, uh, you, yeah. Paul, Paul Scott is not the World Cup quite yet. No, Don't I know. It, yeah. No, I know. We, no, listen, we know that. We know. But everything else had been said, all the superlatives, so it would be great to go there to Qatar. Well, Jermaine yeah. Defoe's still yeah. there. He was on the coaching staff. Yep. Um, he's obviously, there's a respect uh, with the players. Um, I know Jermaine Defoe's took training the last couple of days with David McCallum and, and uh, Brian Gilmore. So um, that's one thing. There's a, a go between the players. I don't know what, the situation is with Jermaine Defoe the last three or four weeks where I've been down in England and been on Sky when, when Rangers obviously had games when he's part of the coaching staff. Ask Davey, he might know. Mm. At Sky, Jermaine Defoe's been doing, you know, he's been doing some stuff there. Yeah, he has, yeah. yeah. It yeah. must be tough for these four guys, especially the other three. You're, you're suddenly you're in training the champions. Yeah. Take yeah. Jermaine out of the way because he's, you know, he is part of that squad. Mm. But it must be tough, Davey, to step it's, up. It's tough to yeah. get the respect, Paul. Yeah. That's what's tough. Tough to get the respect of senior professionals when you haven't coached at a really good level. Um, Stephen Gerrard, the minute he walked into the dressing room, everybody sat up because of who he was, what he had achieved in the game. Much more difficult for the boys who are in caretaker charge at the moment. And I think Giovanni will get that when he walks in the dressing oh, yeah, room he'll yeah. get a level of yeah. respect obviously being an ex-Rangers player mm. playing under Arsene Wenger Arsenal and he was a Champions League winner at, at Barcelona sure. and a World Cup finalist as well yeah, he was a captain yeah it's well. phenomenal yeah. Derek you mentioned something that the Rangers some, you know, I think the Rangers PR machine were saying there could be two other candidates but they're not in the public domain at the moment who do you think they are do you have one of those names maybe I think that that was pie in the sky with Arnold Koeman. I don't think uh-huh. Rangers generally afford him. Uh, I did say the night uh, on the Monday last time I spoke to you, Paul, I wouldn't be surprised if John Terry's in the mix somewhere down the line. Yeah. That was one of my... I did say that night, I thought it would be away. Because at the end of the day, it's all to do... A lot of it's to do with Murray, isn't it? Uh-huh. And then test yourself at a higher level. The John Terry's name, Davey, came up a couple of times last week. Yeah. People in London were saying to me, you know, what about John Terry? It sounded almost like, you know, part of the kind of briefing. Yeah. What about John Terry? Well, it worked once, didn't it? Yeah. You know, it worked once. You know, the high-profile ex-England international, um, you know, terrific playing CV. Yeah. It, it would be risky, but Stephen Gerrard proved it can be done. You know, you can go from coaching the, the, Liverpool the youth thing, team. David, uh, the other thing, David, this season probably is important is stop the 10 at all. 
for simply the, the money. Because of straight into the championship. Yeah, yes. yeah, ka-ching. Yeah. And I don't think I can get a chance with John Terry, even though he would be one of my preferred choices. Mm. Uh, is a big risk. I mean, it's a crucial time for Rangers, isn't it? The the, the the miracle that was performed under the board and Stephen Gerrard to, to win the title last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Celtic were odds-on favourites to do it. And what they did last season, but now, you know, the debt that they've carried, the money that the chairman and John Bennett and others have put into the club, but they need to get this £40 million, Barry. They have to do it. They need to get the manager yeah, in you, soon. You know yeah. what I'm going to say here, Paul? It's hard to win a title, but the hardest thing is to retain it. You said it immediately. Yeah. Last and there's, listen, I think he's left, I think Stephen Gerrard's left Rangers in a good place. They're four points clear. They're in a the semi-final. They've still got a chance of staying in Europe. Um, and for me, there's a real good squad there with real good players. Mm. Uh, so it's a great opportunity for um, the new Rangers manager to come in and go and, and hopefully try and retain that trophy. And then at the end of, or the middle of May, there's £40 million, pound, which mm. could wipe out all the debt. I, I don't see Giovanni van Bronckhorst taking this job unless he is guaranteed that he can bring in two or three of real quality. And that's what Stephen Gerrard was talking about. He wasn't talking about signing numbers. He was talking about signing one or two of a different quality to what Rangers have at the moment. And I think I think Giovanni van Bronckhorst will be saying to the Rangers board, I'll, I'll take the job, but I want guarantees that I can go and improve yeah. this team. I don't think this team's going to get any better, Barry. Mm-hmm. I think it's a decent Rangers side that, that played way above themselves last season. Steven Gerrard got every single ounce out of them last season. I don't think he was ever going to get it again. I think Rangers need a bit of fresh blood and, and I'm talking about proper quality to lift that dressing room. And also you want maybe a guarantee that come January if offers do come in for the, the players that clubs are interested in that he doesn't need to sell. Mm. That's another thing that he'll be asking the question about. Or if he does want to sell one or two, if he's got targets and gets the money. Is he going to get the funds to go and replace them? Yeah. But January, as we all know, is a tough, a tough, yeah. tough market January. Is it good as a new manager that you want to? I know he plays the same system as Stephen Gerrard. That's good news. But sometimes you need a wee bit of churn, don't you? You need to change it a little yeah. bit and bring some of your own new players in. So it depends if you can get these it, players it in. It plays similar to what Rangers listen. It's okay. I, I don't think, I don't know if you agree with me, David, the, the Rangers squad just now and the players that are available are, that used to play in a certain way the last three years. Mm-hmm. I don't think you Could can come Could they change in, it? I don't think so. I don't think you can do that. I think you can come in and make small tweaks but you've got to let them go and play the way they've been playing since Steven Gerrard's been in there. And then come next summer, if you want to make some major changes, that's when you can yeah, do it. You'll also have one or two, Barry, who want out now mm-hmm. because Steven Gerrard's yeah. gone. Yeah. I mean, they're mm-hmm. never going to say it publicly, but that's how it works. You know, some of these of players were Steven Gerrard's men, if you like. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a real tough situation to inherit. Not least because I don't think Rangers financially are in a, a very good place. Um, can they find the money? without selling one or two of their big hitters, Nathan Patterson or Ryan Kent. Young Patterson's an obvious one. I mean, I think that's a no-brainer. If, if Rangers can get 15, say 15 million quid for, for Nathan Patterson, it'd be hard to turn it down given that, that James Tavernier is, is, is their regular right back. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Rangers fans, what do you think? Celtic fans, what do you feel? We'll speak about the AGM shortly. And after the break, we're speaking to Lisbon Lion, Jim Craig. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Paul Cooney with two 
football legends, Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers and Scotland star and captain, and Davy Proven, who wore the colours of Kilmarnock, Celtic and Scotland with distinction. I see Chris Burt did well the other night for Kelly, played really well. He was in the studio oh, with us the other week, doesn't he? Yeah. It never was a bad game, Burke, he, Don't it? tell, he's 38 in a few weeks. And I remember <laughs> last year, it was just... So don't, but he's he's I, I phenomenal. Yeah, he's, he's looked after himself, Burkey. Yeah. Um, I I was with him when he was a young boy breaking through. He always I had. Yeah. I, I like he was an old school winger. Yeah. Um, hugged the touchline, and went on to have a great career, Burkey. Um, but I've watched him a couple of times for Kilmarnock. He still looks fresh, and he's playing well and fit as ever. Certainly is, Davey. I'm just looking. We're going to go. We'll talk more Scotland shortly. And what a week! What a week that was for yeah. Scotland. You know, Friday night. And then on Monday, it was a game like no other, really, Barry, wasn't it? We played so well. And to do that against Denmark, who'd lost only one goal in, in nine games, it was phenomenal. I'm enjoying watching Scotland just now. Mm. I think we're playing some good stuff. I thought, I don't know, I've not seen Davies since the Moldova game. I thought it was a real professional performance over in Moldova. Missed a few chances, but I thought we were comfy throughout. But we come up against a right good team in, in uh, Denmark on Monday night. And I thought some of the football we played was, was excellent. Mm. thought Billy Gilmore and Callum McGregor were, were top class in the middle of the pitch, but everybody played their part. I thought all the guys were, were in top form. Well, we bring another international player of the past onto the line. It's Jim Craig who joins us the Lisbon line. Jim, good evening. Good evening, Paul. Nice to hear from you. Great to hear you, Jim. Sorry about the circumstances, but yeah, you're a former Scotland international as well. And Jim, it's brilliant to hear from you. Actually, I saw on Wikipedia your age and I'm, I'm sure it's wrong, so I'm challenging <laughs> it. It's okay. I was just looking at it earlier on. Oh, Jim, yeah. it's been uh, such a, a sad few days, but also, have you seen as many smiles? So many people no. heartened by memories of Bertie Old. Yeah, well, he... it's gave that atmosphere to everything he joined. You know, he was just a happy guy and a really pleasant fella to go on with. I mean, I met him for the first time. At, well, I'd casually come across him at training. I was still a student at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was told that I would be playing against Go Ahead De Venter in the Cup Winners' Cup the following night. And when I turned up, uh, Bertie wasn't in the team, but as I was in the toilet and out the toilet a few times, because I was really nervous, he suddenly appeared at my side and he said, you've got nothing to be nervous about. He said, you've got your place in the team in merit. Now just go right out and show them what you can do. <laughs> and it was really what I needed at the right time because I was really feel a bit sorry for myself, you know, and, and that kind of fired me up. And uh, from then on, he just was uh, always a, a star turning in the side. He's kind of the glue. Willie was saying the other night, Willie Hockey, he was the glue then of that team and even afterwards, you know, in keeping you all together over the years as the Lisbon Lions. I mean, it, it never worked better for him than uh, when we were coming out the tunnel. The, the dressing rooms in Lisbon were underground, so mm -hmm. we got up steps and uh, Inter were coming up on the same flight of steps on the other side. And God, Paul, they looked terrific, by the way. They were bronzed <laughs> and oiled. And even the strip was a better quality than the one we were wearing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we were, to, to use the Glasgow expression, we looked a bit peely wally, to be quite honest, because we'd been in the sun for about three days and were blotched red and all that kind of stuff. And Bertie just suddenly, and he told me later on that he realised that we needed a boost and started singing the Celtic song. And uh, we got a bit of a shock to begin with. And then joined in. Uh, the bigger shock, I think, was for the Inter players because um, 
they were looking at us thinking to themselves, what is this, by the way, you know? <laughs> Team singing in the tunnel, you know? <laughs> it's not a kind of normal procedure, but... No. <laughs> But it gave us all a boost at a, a time when we needed it. Jim, Jim, would it be fair to say, Jim, and I'm not gilding the lily here because, you know, we Bertie's passed away, sadly. Would it be fair to say, and I think we've all seen the game, the full 90 minutes, more times than, than we can remember. Would it be fair to say Bertie was Celtic's best player that day? Yeah, he did a lot of his work, maybe sort of uh, under the radar a wee bit, you know, because uh, Jinky was getting a wee bit of uh, the bong, and, and when, when Jinky started jinking, uh, I mean, everybody in the crowd noticed it, you know. The fullbacks were able to get forward a wee bit because they were playing a catenaccio system. Uh, but Bertie was just picking over and picking up the loose balls and mm. sending people this way and that way, and, and, and that's what he did very, very effectively, David. He was also... Very quick himself over the short distance, you know, 10, 12 yards. He was very, very sharp. And as you well know, he had two good feet yeah. to pass the ball well as, as, as well. And it was, he, he really was an excellent player. And more importantly, he was a nice guy, you know. And it's, I know it's an old hackneyed expression, but it's still very important. And that's what he was. He was a nice fella. He, he could also, Jim, I'm being euphemistic here, he could look after himself, couldn't he? <laughs> oh, God, I. <laughs> Well, I, I tell you, I was a, I was a victim once because we were playing in New York against Eintracht Frankfurt and early in the match, he hit me with an awful pass. The ball arrived at the same time as my opponent, who rightly took the opportunity to flatten me, by the way, you know. And uh, I got up and I gave him a right volley and he just held his hands up in the air, you know, and just smiled. apologised, but I could see the wee smile was there as well. Well, from that point onwards, for the rest of the game, Every time he got the ball, he hit me with it. And it was always accompanied with a wee cheery shout, Timmy, is that one okay, son? And, you know, <laughs> and that was just his way of getting a bit of revenge <laughs> for me having doubted him, you know. He'd have to go up, he'd have to, you could put him up against any of Jockstein's signings and, and that is a, that's some statement to make, but, you know, to get him back from Birmingham, I think Sir Robert Kelly wanted him out of the club. Jim, you probably know him more than well, me with the background he, to it but to yeah, get him back was a, a stroke of genius wasn't it? It was and um, everything picked up from, from that point onwards I think you've got to take into account as well David the fact that um, uh, everything happened so quickly you know Jockstein came in in 65 um, a season later we're in a, a, a Cup Winners Cup semi-final mm -hmm. and the season after that we're in Lisbon you know it was in a tremendously quick turn over and um, uh, I think a lot of it you know was due to first of all Jock who was a really calm head and knew the right things to do in any occasion and um, you know we all had our moments with him as you do with any manager but he, he, overall he really judged things very very well and of course an experienced player like Bertie who had been playing for quite a, a long time by that time was the type of guy that Jock would speak to and, and encourage him to have his own thoughts and what to do and, and all the rest of it, you know, and, and, and that was how it worked out. Jim, we were talking on Monday night about his caps, only three Scotland caps. You had one Scotland yeah. cap. And we wondered, yeah. Barry was asking, in fact, that was your question, wasn't it, to, to Willie? Yeah, I, I, I was surprised. Yeah. We, you obviously listened to what people thought of Bertie as a footballer and when um, yeah. you mentioned yep. in, in Monday night, I was, I was shocked that they only got three caps. Why, yeah. Jim? 
Well, the reason I, well, I think one of the reasons is that the most of the Scotland supporters at the time were not Celtic supporters; were Rangers supporters. To be very blunt about it, you know, they were much more keen on seeing uh, Scotland do well. So they didn't want to have too many Celtic players on the side because it would affect the crowd. And um, really, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can remember one night I, I took my son to his first international. He was 14. Scotland were playing Ireland at Hamden, and when the Scottish team, I, when I got there, I couldn't believe the number of Irish fans were there. And then it dawned on me there were Celtic fans, where, yeah. uh, and they were there to support Ireland. And when the Scottish team came out, uh, it got booed by the group that was there and the captain of Scotland that night was Roy Aiken. Mm. It's the madness of the west of Scotland, isn't it? Yeah, you know? the madness of the west isn't it? I know. But well, you know, the, yeah. the success yeah. of the Lisbon team wasn't reflected in international. I think Bobby Murdoch only yeah. had eight, eight caps, or eight or ten caps, which yeah, yeah which beggars team, belief yeah. that Bobby Murdoch, yeah. you know, for me, world class, um, yep. eight or yeah. eight or ten caps. Mm. I think it was eight. I mean, just mm. beggars belief. Yeah. Well, he was a man who dictated terms from the back. You know, in front of us, he would give the ball to Murdoch, and he would. Uh, dictate terms from there. Bertie did that just behind the forwards. So those those were the two playmakers in the side. The rest of us were the skivvies. <laughs> <laughs> Footballer, dentist, and but most of all, skivvy. Skivvy, yeah. Jim, run son, you know. <laughs> you know, we we tried to get you in the phone on Monday, and your phone was really busy. And I was thinking about you and how it must be. You know, there's four of the eleven. I know there's more. You know, the other players, John Fallon on the bench, and. It must be really tough for you, Jim, though, to see your friends, lifelong friends. Were you the youngest in the team? But you see them no, now. No, uh, yep. uh, no, um, Lennox and, and Johnson are, are right. younger yeah. than me. You know? But it must be tough for well, you. Um, yeah. you, get, uh, but you get the fun moments as well. I was coming out of Mass uh, two years ago in Perth, and you've been in this position yourself, Paul, where your wife has asked you to get something, and you cannot remember what the hell it was that she asked you to get. <laughs> And I was walking into the centre of Perth and this guy caught with me and having a wee chat and he said, do you mind if I ask you a personal question, Jim? And I said, I go ahead. He says, what do white rhinos and Lisbon lions have in common? Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know. He said, you're both endangered species. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you've given and us... That's what you sometimes yeah. you There's no point in arguing about it. you just got to cope with it and, and get on with your life, you know? And, uh, yeah. And Bertie yeah, gave yeah. so many laughs for people. He loved being Bertie old, wherever he was. You know, even the dentist surgery I was speaking today, uh, and they were saying that when he was in, he just loved going around cheering people up. Hello, do you want my autograph? You know, do you want yeah. a selfie? And people did. Rangers fans, Celtic fans, and Hamilton. It's, everyone loved Bertie. Uh, it's going to be. It was like yeah. that. Yeah, he was a nice guy, and um, yeah. you know, a big loss for Liz and uh, daughter Susan and son Robert, yeah. and. Um, you know, our thoughts must be with them at this time and the extended family as well, you know. Yeah. Jim, it's great that, that you joined us. I'd, I'd like to ask you about Scotland as well. Is that fair? I think it is just to say, because uh, Jim, you know, you, you started off, you loved your rugby and obviously your football. You were doing your studies. Uh, it's an amazing, we could do an hour with you. And, and I know you were on the programme just a couple of years ago with Bertie at uh, the Lisbon Lions. Uh, what about Scotland? Can you believe the way it's turned round under Steve Clark? No, I think it's been excellent. I mean, I, I, I genuinely thought they would do well enough against Moldova, you know, because uh, their record is useless. And um, I thought that we had a fighting chance there. But I wasn't expecting them to, to do as well against the Danes as they did. And it was a real tribute to their team. 
and uh, they've got some. They've got a nice combination of some real grafters in there, putting their putting their every effort into it. And you've got guys that can take chances as well. So I'm very pleased the way things are going. Now it all depends on this draw that's coming up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know who we get in the next stage. You know. So, um, but I'm quite hopeful that things will go well for us. Have you been to Qatar? <laughs> are you not going <laughs> to count your chickens just yet, Jim? No, no, I don't think I'll count them just yet, but no, it'd be a nice trip, by the way. If you want to pay me to go, I'll be delighted to go. Sure, Barry, I'll, I'll come with them any time. Really. There's going to be a boogie bus. We were hoping there that uh, Lord H, we might be there, Barry. I'm yeah. sure you'll pay for it, Paul. That would be a pleasure. Right, be an absolute pleasure. And Jim, your own, your beloved Celtic, um, it's quite a title race, isn't it? Rangers four points clear, but Ange, the manager, has got something special happening. Well, yeah, it seems to be going all right for them. And that, you know, is an amazing circumstance that's at the Ibrox just now. I mean, for the manager to leave at this particular point, now you can't, you can't blame him because he's got to think of his own future. But, I mean, it's a terrible position. They've got a League Cup, or whatever you want to call it nowadays, Premier Cup, mm-hmm. um, semi-final coming up at the weekend. And they might not have, not only a manager, but they might not have anybody who has ever been near managerial rank before because uh, Stephen Gerrard took most of the guys with him, didn't he, behind the scenes, yeah. you know? So it's going to be a really strange situation come the weekend and the only kind of good thing for them is that they're playing against a Hibs team which has gone off the boil a wee bit in recent weeks. They were doing much better maybe a month ago, but they've just suddenly cut the skids a wee bit. So they've got a fighting chance there, all right. But um, been an interesting game at the weekend. Jim Craig, Jim, great to hear from you. Thanks so much for taking our call tonight and we'll hopefully speak to you in the coming weeks. Thank you very much indeed, Paul. Take care. And nice cheers, to speak cheers, to Jim. you guys as well. Cheers, right? Jim. You too. Cheers, Bye Jim. Now. Thanks very much. Jim Craig, Barry, you can ask your dad about it. He phoned the phone in many, many years ago. I've Did seen I? this, Jim, uh, Jim yeah. Craig. I just think about his teeth. His yeah, he's got teeth great teeth. Always <laughs> he's <perfect>. still there. <laughs> so they should be. Yeah. Does he do his own? Or is he? <laughs> um, but Jim phoned in. I, said, I think that's Jim Craig. He just said, I'm Jim phoning from the, the north of Glasgow. Yeah. I thought, I think that's Kearney. It was Jim Craig, remember? And then uh, afterwards, uh, he joined us for many years on the on the radio and the TV. I and mean, Big Derek went to the telly and defected, yeah, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, it was yeah. Yeah. Greavesy, wasn't it? It was Scotland Saint yeah. and Greavesy. No, one of my favourite yeah. programmes. And Kearney and DJ. Remember Derek right, reading yeah. straight to the camera and all that? <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the radio, big man. He'll, he'll be on to us for that. Yeah, we spoke to Derek the other week speaking about Walter Smith, and there's Jim Craig. And of course, it's uh, Walter's memorial on Friday. Barry, you'll be there at Glasgow Cathedral. Yeah, listen, it's um, it's a great opportunity for ex players and, and, and fans to go in and pay their tributes. I, I know they've done it when um, the family yeah. had the, the private ceremony, like to they drove past um, Ibrook's front doors and stopped. I thought that was a nice touch. So it's a great opportunity for the, his ex-players um, and people who he knew in the game um, to, to show their respects. And final point on Bertie for the moment, Davey. You went back to Lisbon with him, you were saying earlier on. Yeah, and that just, must have been amazing to the old stadium. Well, I'll, yeah? I'll tell you what, you, you walk up into that ground and you can feel the hairs on the back of your neck going up. It's, it's such an iconic venue. Um, and... Just to, to walk round the pitch and it was all you could see was all coming back to, to, to Bertie, you know, and the description of the events of that day. Um it, it was just it was great to, to you know to get it first hand from him. Thank you, Davy. Thanks, Jim. Barry, we're back and we're talking Scotland, more on Rangers and something on the Celtic AGM. That's all coming between now and seven. 
The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven, Paul Cooney and loads of your calls coming in after Scotland's 2-0 win against number 10 in the world Denmark unbeaten until then had only lost one goal until they played us on Monday night so much controversy after uh, beforehand about yellow cards and Scotland had so many players uh, who could be out of the semi-final playoff but it didn't matter did it? No yellow cards everybody was fixated on now we knew coming into it we were in a good place. We wanted to put on a good performance to finish what's been a good campaign for us. Uh, and we managed to do that in front of a, another fantastic Hamden crowd. So, good night for everybody. Good night for everyone. Was he there? Reagan is on the line. Good evening, Reagan. Were you at the match? Paul, how are you doing? Yes, I, good. I, I, I was there on Monday night, Paul, yeah. Wait. I was there. Right, we'll give you the ne- we'll give you the next ten minutes. Tell us what it was like then. Your trackside view of the match, Reagan. What a game to be at! Yeah, I mean it was just incredible, Paul. I mean the atmosphere, the atmosphere is the best atmosphere I've ever I've ever heard at Hampton. And I was just going to say to Barry and uh, Davey, I thought it was the best per- performance that I've seen uh, from watching Scotland. I thought we dominated dominated the game against a, a really good team that shows the progression of the squad. I thought John McGinn, he's just been superb during the campaign. I thought Chi Adams was absolutely fantastic as well. Davey? So, yeah. Yep. I, thought, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think this team is just coming together. And if you look at where Steve Clark is getting his players from, the, the, the type of clubs that he's getting players from now, totally different. And there was a was a, a period of time where Gordon Strachan and Alec McLeish we're getting players from the English Championship. Now we've got McTominay and Robertson and Tierney, uh, John McGinn, all playing in the in the top flight in England. The likes of Callum McGregor, um, Champions League experience, Craig Gordon. So I, I don't think there's any reason why Scotland you know, can't kick on and, and start qualifying again as regularly as we did you know, in the early 80s. Barry, at the start of this campaign, you identified John McGinn as somebody who, for Scotland and the way they play, push him forward. What are they feeding him? It's been phenomenal. I mean, even five minutes to go, he's driving forward. He's he's taking the team forward. Um, it just the difference in John McGinn since he's left Hibs to go down to Aston Villa, first year in the Championship, but the last couple of years, I don't know what David thinks about him. I think he's a top midfielder now. Um, he's got all the attributes for me. Um, and I know Regan's was mentioned a couple of players. I, I don't think any. I think all the players who played in that game on Monday night were nine out of ten, ten out of ten. Um, as I said, and the progression in this squad over the last couple of years has been crazy. Three games in, we only had five points. I think everybody had written Barry, us off. On you go, Barry, Kat. What do you th- Barry, what do you think the secret is? for Scotland's success I just think they look a happy group they look to me Regan if they're desperate to play with their country they look you watch interviews they're desperate to turn up and play for Steve Clark um, and I think see if you're a happy player your performances tend to be um, top class and that's what they've been Regan um, you look at the three players we're missing as well McTominay for me certain starter Grant Hanley's been outstanding well. for us and Lyndon Dykes been as been our talisman, um, four goals in four games. So the squad is 
good competition for places. Davies, right? You look at Tierney, Arsenal, Robertson, Liverpool, McTominay, Man United, Billy Gilmer, Chelsea. I know mm. he's in loan to Norwich. John McGinn, Aston Villa. She Adams, Southampton. Armstrong, Southampton. Yeah. Yeah. Callum McGregor, mm. Celtic, still under pressure every single game. So this group of players, and they're all at a great age as well. This group can go on for the next four to six years. So, is Steve Clark now a top-class manager? Has he proved himself at the highest level? Just, yeah. Reagan, what do you think? I definitely, Paul, I said that uh, before. There was people on this programme about a month ago saying they wanted Steve Clark sacked. Remember when they got beat off Denmark? Mm-hmm. And then people were on this programme saying, oh, Steve Clark needs to go. And I said, people need to remember where Steve Clark, Steve Clark is... It took Scotland, so I think it just proves now that if you give them time and uh, show them the best ways to ma- to manage the players, then he can he can definitely do a job. The only thing that I'm I'm scared of, Paul, that he might do a Stephen Gerrard and say that he's so happy and so committed, and then go off to a better and a better. Uh, Mm. I saw Alec McLeish in the paper today saying you know mm. I know I went to Birmingham I don't think the manager would do it and I guess that's what I'm getting to is he now getting yeah. well, he deserves more respect doesn't he both he Barry and Davey and he's got to get us there Paul we're not okay. there yet you know I, I think we're I think we're getting carried away a bit here I, I, probably by the, the quality of the performance on Monday night mm. but he's got to get us yeah. you know to be considered a, a top a successful Scotland manager he's got to get us there Davey I get that right but um, the only problem is that I see that we could play the, the European Championship in the final of the playoff. So if we draw it away in the final, then we 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 have to get the perspective and say, well, well, I don't think we're going to be at the mm-hmm. in the final of the, of the playoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think I think he he got there eventually, Regan Steve Clark. But there was for long enough, I thought he was too negative. He wouldn't play with two strikers. Um, and remember, he didn't think Billy Gilmer was good enough to get any squad, original squad for the Euros, and only picked Billy Gilmer when the squads were, were um, extended to 27 yeah, players. So, yeah. so he, he's he's got there. I wouldn't take anything away from him. He has made mistakes along the way, but I think he's got a terrific group of players. And you know, I, I do think we should be qualifying for tournaments now with that, that group of players. Barry, is that a manager who's yeah. listening to criticism? And I know he doesn't need no, you. Do you know what? I'm just thinking yeah. back what David said there. Until that got made to 27, mm-hmm. Billy Gilmore might have not been at the Euros. Mm-hmm. And look at him now. For me, he's Scotland's top man. Numero uno. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at him. He's running games yeah. of football. Tired a wee bit because he's not had much football, obviously, playing on the Friday night and then playing on the Monday. But terrific player. Um, but then you, you go back to a few months ago. Remember watching the. The Denmark game. Yeah. After 20 minutes, I'm thinking to myself, this could be anything. Taxi for Scotland. It, it could, could have be been anything. if Denmark had wanted it oh, as well, yep. couldn't it? Yeah. It could have been. But then they go to Austria, get a fantastic result in yeah. Austria, and we've kicked on for that. That was only 10 weeks but, ago. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Regan? Barry, I just wanted to ask you something. How far do you think uh, John Tucker can go? Because he really impressed me the other night. Yeah, I've, I've always liked him. Listen, Regan, he's said that. A tough couple of years, obviously, with the Achilles injuries. Great just to see him back playing regular on a regular basis for Hearts. I thought he deserved his call-up, albeit on standby, but 
he showed he can play at the highest level and that's international football Is it fair to say you're hoping how far can he go? You hope he goes from Tynecastle to Govan well, Do you know what? I'd be absolutely shocked if Rangers and Celtic no, ain't interested in him in January yeah. Yeah, for £500,000 if that's what's quoted mm. Rangers yeah. and Celtic I'd be on the phone tomorrow morning and what would your bid be? Five hundred grand. Right, right. It was Reagan, Reagan. What, what would you pay? Let's do it now. Do the, do the deal. Um, if we're going to do a realistic deal, I think he's worth four million pounds. If you're telling me Starfield's worth four million pounds, I think John Suter would be worth four million. David, David, what, what, do you agree with that, David? Or Are you well, if, if if he was under contract beyond the end of the season, Reagan, if if he was on a three-year contract, say, then I think you are talking. You're talking several million pounds. That, that, that's your starting position, but he's out of contract in the summer. So, yeah. so somebody's going to somebody's going to get a bargain with John Suter this summer. It's an absolute snip. Yep, an absolute snip at that price. Can they do a Scott Wright? Do the deal? Surely. Bring him in January. Can they do that, Barry? Because you, yeah, Regan. The, the only thing I was going to say is maybe there'll be a gentleman's agreement that maybe they'll agree a contract, but he can still go. So they may agree a four-year deal to get more money for themselves. Mm-hmm. Possibly, it could be. Barry, do you think he'll be here early in the year at Rangers? Yeah. Do you think uh, John Suter will I'd do the like deal? To see him. Uh, the way they did with Scott, right? Remember they did the deal. We thought it would be late in the year, but he came in what February? Yeah, but yeah. I think that was good management. Bringing yeah. Scott Wright, um, giving that three or four months to get used to the surroundings and the expectations and the demands to be an old fun player. Um, and hopefully Rangers maybe do similar similar to John Suter. Regan, can we ask you about Celtic before we go for the news? AGM, we're going to speak to Joe Henry afterwards. But I see the manager today was saying, uh, this morning, um, James McCarthy and Jikamakis, give them time. Do you think they will come good? First of all, James McCarthy? Um, James McCarthy's been a strange one, Paul, because I don't think he was a political guy signing after. I spoke to Davey about yeah. this on the show before. I think he was part of the Dermot, the Dermot Desmond uh, transfer drive in the summer mm-hmm. but I think we should need to obviously see where he goes because he played the Premier League for for a couple of seasons yeah. but he's he's very very injury prone as well Paul which is a difficult one for for, for Chicago in terms of Jack and Marcus he scored 25 goals last year and I think for a guy like that you just need to give him time because obviously he knows where the back of the net is mm-hmm. in a very very tough league such as the Dutch league as well so yeah, I think Jacky Marcus could be a very good player. Davy, yep. The the jury's out on Jacky Marcus uh, for me, Paul. Not convinced about him at all. But like Starfield, mm-hmm. uh, not convinced about him. Um, Davy, one thing I would say to you on uh, Jacky Marcus is, uh, I know that the penalty was a a bad miss. Yeah. But if he score, if he scored twenty five goals at that at that level, he can't be a bad player, surely. No, I've, I've listened. I've, I, I, I get that. It's, it's a strange one, though, Regan, because some some people arrive in this country. You know, Ayeti, for instance. If you look at his numbers when he was in Switzerland, he was scoring. It was a goal every two games, and your your, your good strikers usually get a goal every two games. hasn't yeah. hasn't done it in Scotland, and Jakimakis no. at the moment. And you know, he may come good. He may come good. Maybe he just needs a couple of goals under his belt for confidence. But at the moment, the jury's out. Barry, what do you I, feel? I, Jack Amakis. I watched the Dundee game mm-hmm. uh, up at Dens Park. I thought he looked off the pace when he came on. Um, I don't know that. I know he missed pre-season. But he's been here a couple of months now. 
surely he's up to he's up to pace with the with the game. I was just surprised he looked a bit off it um, when he came on against Dundee. But the the real problem here, Barry, is if Jackamakis plays, Kyogo's going to be played yeah. wide. Now Kyogo wide is, I mean that that. Again, yep. beggar's belief for me. Playing into the manager's hands, if Kyogo goes wide, when that team sheet come in, if I'm a manager and I'm playing Celtic and Kyogo is on the left-hand side or right-hand side, I'm absolutely over yep. the moon with that. Yep. Regan, was that your greatest night so far in football, Monday night? Uh, my greatest night in football? Uh, it'd probably be uh, Celtic in Europe, the RB Leipzig game maybe, or maybe a Champions League game, but... Um, I thought it was right up there, Paul, because in terms of Scotland, I know people spoke about uh, Hampton being a very bad place to watch football, but now I just totally disagree because that, that just proved to me that that was a a very big place in, on Monday night and it's a memory that I'll have, I'll have for the rest of my life. Brilliant. Did you get any Brilliant. pictures at the end, Regan, with any of the players? Not um, this time? No. No but, I took, no, but I took a lot of videos, so it was good. Then uh, someone beside me had a poster uh, saying uh, would she Adams uh, oh, oh, yeah. top so she got his top so that was right. uh, brilliant so that's brilliant I saw uh, that I, I tell I, you what brilliant yeah. goal Wasn't for she Adams oh, great finishing oh. do you know what Barry we'll speak about that thanks Reagan after the news where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi well the taxi centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers Skoda Kia Toyota Mercedes Nissan Ford Hyundai you name it they've got saloons MPVs estates minibuses prestige cars the lot all under one roof ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK with taxi trade exclusive discounts flexible finance options and no hidden fees they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax so if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi where would you go? thetaxicentre.com trade only the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more let's go Second hour of the Go Radio Football Show, Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven, Paul Cooney, and Joe Henry joins us. It's the Celtic AGM today. Joe, some of the headlines. Uh, well, what were the top stories for yeah. you today? Well, it was it was quite a dramatic one actually, and there was obviously plenty on the agenda with it being the, the first in-person meeting in two years. Obviously, a lot has happened in that time as well. There's the the title dominance ended, departure of Neil Lennon and Peter Law as well, and that brief appointment of. Dominic Mackay. Uh, in terms of attendees too, Demet Desmond submitted his apologies. He was replaced by Son Ross. So he's not there again? Yes. Uh, Principal he... shareholder, controlling mind, not there. Not there today. Not good. Um, other members included Brian Wilson, Tom Allison, Sharon Brown, women's team boss Fran Alonso, Chris Mackay, and of course, Ange Postacoglu. But in Ian Bankier's video address, he said the board will back Postacoglu uh, in January, which was one of the, the first things to come up, to which the, the manager confirmed that he's going to fill those gaps that, that are evident to him. So that was, you know, started off on a positive. Because there's a £40 million pot there. Rangers need that money. So does Celtic. But Celtic would say Rangers definitely need the money. So have they said how much is going to be available for the manager in January? No, there's there's been no indication as to as to the the amount of money available, but that indi the the initial indication is that he is going to be backed. So 
you would imagine that Ange Postacoglu is is formulating his plans as to as to what he wants to do then. Interesting, Barry. I just see you looking there at Rangers. The controlling interest at the moment has been Douglas Park, and you know, you would hope he's gripping this situation about the new manager because he should. He's the chair. He's the person putting in a lot of money. Are you surprised at Celtic that Dermot Dermot Desmond isn't there at the AGM today? Yeah, as you say, he's a major shareholder. Mm-hmm. I'd expect him uh, expected. Sorry, um, Dermot Desmond to be there. Um, it's the first. AGM that people can get into in, in two years so yeah I'm surprised at that. but I'm not surprised they're going to back Postacoglu because he clearly um, needs players to go and challenge and, and get that title back How important is it the manager and the chief exec or the chairman in this case or well, the controlling interest are close They've got to be close two main people at the club It's a given for me it's got to be close you've got to have a good relationship with a guy who pulls the strings in terms of the money and um, he's got to be allowed to back the manager. Davey? No damage. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't think it's a good look. And I know Celtic is, is a very small part of the Desmond business empire. But given that so many people care about the club, I, I think he could make an effort to, to turn up, show his face. I think it would go down well with the supporters. Um, it just doesn't look good when he's, when he's skipping it. Was that two years, three years in a row? Mm-hmm. Certainly two years in a row. Um, as for Ian Bankier saying he's going to back Postacoglu I'm not sure the supporters pay too much attention to what Mr Bankier um, says uh, I, I would really like in the fullness of time to see more supporter influence on the Celtic board I think a lot of them have been there for too long um, they, they failed the club uh, recently I think failed the club badly by getting complacent uh, and I think the, the board as well as the team needs new blood Joe, you're there. More notes from today. What about transfer window? Was there anything else from that? Um, I mean, it moved on quite quickly from that initial part into the the sort of resolution. There was two sections to it today, the, the resolution section and then the, the Q&A, which there were a few big key points from as well. But in terms of the resolutions, um, resolutions five and six weren't carried in the room, so that meant a poll was needed to decide. And these were related to Brian Wilson and Ian Bankier's re-election. Resolution 11 also went to a poll and that's related to Rangers UEFA licence as did Resolution 12. So shareholders, they got the opportunity to vote uh, on the way out of the meeting and as it stands, those haven't been confirmed as yet. Because there's been chat about, I see uh, it's breaking news that the chairman has mentioned about Nick Walsh refereeing. Um, there's also concerns, there's a question about Bernard Higgins, yeah. the police, one of the assistant chiefs, mm-hmm. perhaps going on there. Um, so obviously there's a lot of disgruntled Celtic fans is that representative of the Celtic uh, support do you think in well, your view well I think that those th- there are key points throughout the Q&A that are massive massive issues that people want to talk about and and, and you said there the, the reported appointment of, of Police Scotland Assistant Chief Constable Bernard Higgins was high on that priority list and it's claimed and, and today they said appointing him would be a slap in the face um, but Ian Bankier, he offered no assurances and, and he didn't address the issue directly, which obviously wasn't popular in the room. David, you know, you need really experienced people on security. It's, it's a massive thing. You know, yeah. we, we can remember you know, things like the Ibrox disaster, terrible things that have happened. Um, and, and I know younger people want to get involved and they don't like the way he looked or whatever, but it's a really important position. I don't know anything about the man, but I'm not no, sure. No, that's no, what, me, yeah. me, me neither. Um, but I, but I take it as a, the head of the police, he was simply um, fulfilling an obligation to to uphold the law. Yeah, you know, as it as it stood. And 
Listen, I don't really have a position sure. on it. Where yeah. I do have a position is Ian Banker criticising a referee ahead of a game. What is that about? That's grandstanding. That's all that is. That's just trying to appease a, a section of the, the support. Um, is, he, is he trying to say the referee's biased? Or what, what is he trying to say here? We'll discuss that maybe what, what, what later. What game did that come from, Nick Walsh? What game was it? It was the Carter Vickers, wasn't yeah, it? Was it against, yeah, it was against St. Johnson. We um, came. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So obviously, Costa Coglu gave his assessment of that after the game, and he didn't see it as a problem. He just wanted to move on as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. I think you touch on a, a really salient point there, Davy. That um, you know, the, the Parliament, Scottish Parliament, changed the rules around uh, the football hooliganism. People should behave. Yeah. There shouldn't be, you know, um, there shouldn't be sectarianism, racist chants, or whatever. Be decent. The laws were there and they changed it after the, the Celtic Rangers game and suddenly, you know, Alex Salmon got involved and yeah. uh, police chief who's long gone, the guy who went down to England, he's gone from there. Honestly, it's the laws were there and the police are then left to try and interpret it and to enforce it. But I don't know what happened with Bernard Higgins there. Football fans want to know about the... Uh, yeah. And Celtic fans, they've had a horrendous year. So some of this, I see it, Joe, as diversity. What does it mean? And he's asking about Rangers then. What's the point? Are they putting a winning team on the park? Are they going to get the money? Where's the leadership at the top? It was a shambles in the summer. Well, that was another another big topic was a director of football conversation and, and where that's going. And Michael, Nichols, Michael Nicholson did say today that he's working with Ange Postacoglu on the right solution to this. So it was addressed and it was asked. That sounds sense, doesn't it, Dave? If they can get a couple yeah. of defenders in, they obviously can identify well, that, that's attackers. What, yeah. That's what the supporters want to yeah. hear first and foremost. Ian Bank here today should have been saying to the Celtic support, look, Rangers have just lost their manager. We are right in this title race from a, a position earlier in the season where Celtic were a shambles. We're back in this and we will give Postacoglu the money to get us even further back into it and, and make sure that you know, Rangers are not going to get it all their own way this season. That it's going to be a proper title fight, and that, that Celtic are going to win the title again. Because that's were, what you should be telling supporters. They were asleep at the wheel last season. They didn't well, see. They have been for five, six, seven years, Paul. Mm. The team, the team was deteriorating in front of their eyes, but getting away with it because they were winning a Premier League where there was no opposition. Because that's what they would say. You, they Celtic, won nine. Celtic nine. should be measuring themselves in Europe, and if you look at their European performances, the, the team was going downhill. The directors either couldn't see that or weren't prepared to address the problem and that's what blew up in their faces last season when they lost 10. Barry, director of football, you've got a view on a director of football at Celtic or Rangers. For, how for me, the manager is the one that decides on who he signs and then it lies in his shoulders if the signings work or not. Look, I see clubs that want to have director of football's head of recruitment, whatever you want to say, but for me, the manager has got to make the decisions. That's the key decisions. There was nothing about Neil Lennon at all. I suppose that's uh, football, that's showbiz. It yeah, moves on, doesn't it? Nothing on nothing. Neil Lennon, nothing no. on Dominic Mackay either. Um, no questions asked about, about either of those situations. So those were the sort of glaring omissions. But there was a, another point, the board were questioning corporate governance mm -hmm. um, in which they were told to do the decent thing and resign. So it was quite a heated, um, a heated situation today um, with a lot of strong words. Joe, thanks very much. Producing tonight as well. Anything else from it, from the report? You've got copious notes there today. And I mean, in the show here, we always want to know what the football fans interested in. And uh, thanks for summarising it. No problem. Another one yep. more thing. Yep. I, will I thought actually. you'd one more. No, I've always got one more. Yeah, like <laughs> Colombo. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was around the COVID pandemic, and 
And what Ian Bank here called the astonishing treatment from the Scottish Government towards the club. Um, again, like I said before, strong words. But again, this way going in the other, other direction from Ian Bank here towards the government. Ah, astonishingly not good. Is that what he's saying? He's not happy? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Did he specify he didn't say... But it was just football in general. He yeah, feels. I think it was yeah. in relation to what happened during the pandemic and mm. and what was geared towards the club. But I, I guess clubs all over the country should sure. have you know will have similar gripes and will have their own their own um, issues. Yeah, it, they didn't explain why they chased Eddie Howe for months. No, did I that come up? I don't think that came no. up. Eddie Howe. <laughs> Joe, thanks a million for joining us. Uh, something on at school tonight. It's an after school on as well. So, yep. The family station. Parents' here. evening. Parents' evening. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Dashing off. Yeah. yeah, my daughter's got one as well. Thanks, Joe. See you tomorrow. Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. You just wonder, David, don't you know all these things, smoke signals and going on, and you think, well, what do they really yeah. mean in this? And well, uh, I've been in yeah. numerous of, of these AGMs, and the the, the punters, they, they're paid lip service. They get a question, they get the microphone for 30 seconds, but they don't really get a chance to to ask the questions, the uncomfortable questions that the, the board are very good at ducking. And, you know, it seems to me, without having been there today, that Mr Bank here is encouraging the siege mentality. He's pointing the finger at the Scottish government. He's pointing the fingers at the referees. It suggests to me he's trying to take the heat off himself and his board. Nothing like playing the game, Barry. I would imagine, I see you just a, a wry smile there. Yeah, listen, the, yeah. look, the fans, the most important thing for the fans is who they're going to be signing, how much yep. money is yep. the manager yep. going yep. to be given to go and strengthen the team. That That's the things that the fans want to hear. Because um, listen, they were let down last year, they were disappointed. 25 points, Rangers won the league. Bye. Mm. But there's money sitting there as well. Yeah, Barry. Celtic are sitting in a, a decent cash pile. Mm. I know they lost a lot of money. More, more money than any other club in the country during COVID but the Frimpong money is there Ayer Edward now I know they spent some of it but Celtic are in a position I think to buy themselves right back into this title race particularly now that Rangers have lost Stephen Gerrard there is a word coming out of China that uh, Jean-Paul Van Gastel the Chinese club don't want to lose him but that could also be PR at the moment saying hey they're not going to just hand him over that sounds like maybe compensation we're checking to see if anything is happening because this time last week the deal was being done. Stephen Gerrard was down south. He was in London. He had dinner then with Christian Perslow. And then, as we said at this time last week, it would be the next day and it was the next morning. It happened really quickly, Barry, isn't it? Did you, did, is there any day you've woken up in the last few days and thought, because earlier on I thought, Stephen Gerrard's gone. That yeah. era has, has been it gone. happened that quick. Yeah. Um, I just think the, the Rangers fans were disappointed and frustrated. But now that, that that's been and gone now, they need to move forward. But what the Rangers fans want is they want a manager in place as quickly as possible. That's their worry because, as you said, it's not just a big week or a couple of weeks. This is a massive six weeks leading up to the winter break. This is probably, see November, December time, very important to see how you're going to go towards the end of the season. And of course, the European games, you mentioned four Rangers, four Celtic, that four points can easily evaporate mm -hmm. or, you know, they could increase it. David, it's a I, crucial time. I, I tend to think that the Europa League is... Very much small beer this season, Paul. I think the 40 million quid for the title winners is, is what it's all about this season, not the Cups or the Europa League. And, you know, I, I think this transfer window could be a game changer. Absolutely right. We all forgot about Europe quickly. I mean, Rangers have done well going further in Europe. Celtic fans, when they went out of the Champions League and then the Europa League for a wee while, and then 
it's forgotten. It's about winning the title, none more so than this year. Because Barry, how big is that to go straight into Champions League? Champions League is where the money is. Yeah, and the glamour. Says the the pot at the end of the season is forty million pound. That's just the start. Forty million pound. That's not taking into consideration the three home games. Yep. You would have in the, the the group stages, which bring in probably around about three or four million per game. So you could be talking over fifty million pound. The Champions League music, Davy, you can't beat it, can you? There is a Europa League theme as well. Can can we hum it's that a, one? It's not the same. <laughs> it's not Zadok the Priest, is it? It's, it's not the same. Not. It's not. No. <laughs> it's not a classic ever, is it? No, not at all. Go Radio Football Show. Uh, still uh, basking in the well, the glory of Scotland on Monday night. I hear Davy Proven. He's saying, "Hey." Calm down. We're not in Qatar yet, much as I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to get us to the right, Middle East. We do tend yeah. to get a bit overexcited. Yeah. Um, but listen, we're on the right track, but we've still got a semi-final. We still need to get in, uh, get through that semi-final yeah. and into a final. You just need to look at the teams that you mm. could get. Even in the semi-final, Poland. Look at some of the players they've got. Shh, Czech Republic, we've seen that in Oof. the Euros in the summer. Shriek. Yep. yep. Um, so that there's some decent teams then. If hopefully we do get through that. The teams that we could get in the final, there's top class teams there. There sure are. Davey, I'm just looking at Austria, Ukraine. I mean, how tough uh, could they be? Yeah. I mean, um, the, the yeah. obvious one you would want, I think, is North Macedonia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That that would be the obvious one that you would pick. And I've, I've got a feeling Steve Clark will get lucky again. He's, he's a lucky mm-hmm. manager. People said Alec McLeese was lucky. Steve Clark has been winning games, penalty shooters, last minute goals. He's now seeded for, for this. Everything's falling into place. I've got the feeling that. He'll get North Macedonia and we'll be in the final. <laughs> Here he is talking about the playoff. It was important for us. We felt it was important that we, we tried to get the, the win that would secure the, the home playoff in the, f- the first leg. We have to wait and see what the draw is and, and who we get. But six, six wins in a row. Now we're going to, unfortunately for me, we're going to a big, long four-month winter hibernation. But it means that everybody can come back here in March and in a good frame of mind. And if the team can pick up where they're left off, then we'll be OK. And he was smiling. Yep, and I hope Davey's right. I hope we do get North Macedonia because that would be a great opportunity for us. Wouldn't it? Yep. You need a bit of luck and as Davey said, we have had a bit of luck because mm. look, we got that last um, that last minute goal with McTominay. Sometimes you need a wee bit of that but as I said, even North Macedonia, I, I actually looked into them a wee bit. They have got some players that play at a decent yeah. level but that's the team. If you're asking me right now, I would take them. Were you looking for international purposes or was it to bring somebody to Aloha? No. <laughs> <laughs> or Rangers. We haven't mentioned that again, have we? Uh, you know, you wonder what is going to happen, Davey, for Rangers. We'll talk about that. A bit more on Scotland and more of your calls. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go, 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 go. Davy Proven, Paul Cooney, loads of your calls coming in 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Plenty on the go here today. Davy? You're not going to ask, yep. ask me about the damaged door. Uh, right, okay. So what happened? Davy came in. Barry, you were two up on Saturday afternoon. minutes to yep. go. Alawa against Montrose. Que pasa? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit frustrated, a bit angry. Um, so I decided to have a wee go at a door. <laughs> As you do. Um, it's just a bit of passion. Good. Losing a goal last um, last kick oh. of the ball. It's not, it's not a nice feeling. It happened to me as a player. And then um, as a manager on Saturday, so the door got it. 
<laughs> we got a very new nice one there, wasn't it? Being yeah, cool yeah. Monday morning. Yeah. yeah. He does everything there at the club at Alloa. David, that's football. It's the passion, no matter whether you yeah, play for Rangers. Absolutely. You know. Remember Big Terry Butcher? Oh, yeah. Uh, Famously. Billy Mooney was doing a live interview with him on TV. It might have been with you, actually. That was. <laughs> and then, Big Terry nearly took the door off the yeah. hinges. If you take the passion out of yourself, it's not the same. You need a bit of passion. A man who's got passion and is a big Rangers fan, he's on the line, is Craig and coming old. Craig, good evening. There's the big build-up. Let's hear the passion. Good evening. Good evening. Hi, Craig. And Scotland fan as well. But uh, yeah, Ra- yeah. Rangers, it's, it's, you know, it's the number one story today because what is going to happen as we get towards the weekend, League Cup semi-finals, Premier Sports, what do you feel? What's your uh, radar telling you? Yeah, well, I think, um, well, you know, first and foremost, after I met the Rangers, I wanted to make a quick one about Ian Banker if I could, but I'll finish my Rangers on first, obviously. Um, well, I think it doesn't look likely that we're going to have a new manager in by Sunday. But that's deeply worrying to me because I'm looking at it and I'm thinking we've only been told about the main phone there are two guy, guys taking coaching, uh, the training and stuff. Who's actually in charge of that? Who's going to lead us out? on Sunday and if things are going wrong and changes need to be made and a team talk needs to happen who's the man that's going to be in charge of that because I don't think it will be whoever the manager is looks like it will be Gio um, I don't see him being there by then so that's that's my concern and the other thing I think it, it's going to be a game where uh, James Tavernier is going to have to step up a lot Right I'm going to take that first point sorry Craig let's take that one Barry that's a great point who does that's the team point. talk? I'd like to think when they get announced on Monday morning they were told who was going to be picking the team in case the new manager didn't come in because you need one leader mm-hmm. you need somebody who's going to take control of the situation whether that's David, David McCallum or Brian Gilmore um, I don't see it being Jermaine Defoe because he's still part of the the playing staff so I would like to think one of them has been told that they're going to make the decisions, whether that's the starting eleven, or as Craig just mentioned there, if things maybe aren't, uh, aren't going as well on the pitch, you need to make changes and somebody has to make that decision. Davey, what's it like coming into a football dressing room? For most of us who've never played at that level, how hard is it to come in and tell top players? Very, he- very difficult. Um, and neither of the names that, that Barry has just mentioned, with due respect to them, have the authority that Stephen Gerrard enjoyed in that dressing room. And the pl- players, I think, need to respect the, the coach. I'm not saying that in my day they used to have to fear them at times, but they certainly have to respect them. And I, I just think it'll be hard. Whoever's given that team talk, whoever's picking that team... I think it's going to struggle to get the, the, the full respect of that Rangers squad. That's a great question, Craig. What's your next one? Or your point about uh, James Tavernier? Yeah, I think, um, and Barry, you'll know this as a <coughs> captain yourself, I think in the situation we're in, given that you know we're not going to have a manager per se on the touchline on, on Sunday, I think in terms of on the park and, and being a leader and even in the changing room, if, if needs be, and gene the players up, I think Tavernier's going to have to take a just a bit more of an, a bigger role this weekend uh, because it's a huge game. You know, we haven't won a domestic cup in, what, 10 years, you know, since 2011 when we won the League Cup. You know, that's that's a long time and the performances haven't been good enough over the course of Gerrard's tenure. So I think Tavernier is going to have to step up to the plate a bit here as well as, as the captain and as one of the more, you know, one of the most experienced players at the club having been there now for, what, five five years or so. Yeah, listen, this is massive. 
home you can play this down in in um, in Sunday. This is a massive game for Rangers. This is a chance to get into a final and try and as Craig just mentioned there, they haven't won a domestic cup in just over ten years. Um in terms of Jim Tavernier, yep, he's a captain. He's a guy who leads from the front. He needs to take a bit more responsibility. As is well, I would hazard a guess, knowing them, Craig Botherham, Alan McGregor and Stephen Davis are, are real leaders in that dressing room. So it's important to them that they do take responsibility. But also they've got to have a bit of respect in terms of who's going to be picking the team. And that's what I go back to your first question. I would hope that on Monday, one of them have been told, either Dave McCallum or, or Brian Gilmer, you're going to have the responsibility of picking the team if a new manager doesn't come in. But it is important that the the captain and also the experienced guys in the dressing room do take a level of, of responsibility. Yep. I, I, th- I mean, listen, the, the Rangers will never have a better chance. Hibs haven't played this month. Hibs' last couple of games have been cancelled because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I think they had a bounce game against Dundee today. Yeah, that, that. that is... I, I don't it's know not what, the same, David. No, it's not the same. It's definitely not the same. So, I mean, everything points to, to Rangers winning the game. Um, and it's maybe a, a day where the players are just going to have to accept personal responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, and just make sure that they are going to give it every single ounce. Because as I, as I say, Hibs, Hibs can't possibly be right up to speed. Mm-hmm. Haven't played this month. It's a great chance for Rangers. Craig? No, I totally, totally agree. I think it is. And I think, uh, you know, we, it's, it's must win. Um, and then obviously during the week as well, on the Thursday, you know, it's... An even bigger game, just as big a game. Um, although, if if I had to pick one to actually win and one to lose, I'd probably rather win on Sunday, just because you know you want to get that cup. Um, <clears throat> but if, if I could just very quickly, as yep. I was saying, make a wee point about Ian Banker and it. I'm no someday, as you know, who usually comes on and talks about the other side when I'm I'm on. Um, but yeah, reading the comments he made today, why shouldn't he get a fine? Plus, I mean, he's got, he's, he's, in my opinion, David, you were right in seeing his grandstanding. I think he's trying to, there's an element of me of an attempt to intimidate a referee days before mm. a cup semi-final. And when he's talking about the treatment for the Scottish government, the reason they got that treatment was because no other club in Scotland went away to Dubai. Um, no other club done that. That was Celtic's choice. So when you're intimating agendas for governments and for referees, and Bobby Madden was mentioned as well, if a manager does that, he absolutely gets fine. If Barry Ferguson does that, oh, he's fine. He's got a touchline ban. Why shouldn't Ian Bankier? Because when a senior official does that, and a board member, I think it makes their game look really, really immature and childish because you don't see Premier League board members speaking like that. Um, that's just my two pence on it. I don't know if you agree, but I just I don't understand why he shouldn't be. He was grand, you're dead right, Craig. He was grandstanding to a section of the Celtic support. That's what he was doing. And I remember Peter Lowell did it himself. A few years ago, um, Inverness Cali Thistle League Cup semi final, Scottish Cup semi final. Not sure. Mm. Handball. Stephen McLean, the referee, missed it. Mm. Bad mistake yeah. by the referee and his linesman. And Peter Lawwell, I, I think, then wrote to the SFA wanting an explanation for why the referee missed it. Well, he missed it because he didn't see it. Yep. And yep. and that was Peter Lawwell grandstanding. Um, and the Celtic board should be above that. They should be well above that. At the AGM, there should be another forum maybe debating what goes on in football for your club and for your country. But the AGM is a business meeting. And it Le- should leave be, referees should be to, yeah. to the managers. If the manager yeah. wants to make a, and I'm talking about a measured comment about a referee, fine. But directors really have got to stay out of that stuff. Craig, 
what's your tip for Sunday? Are you? I know you're worried about it, so you're not confident, but um, it's such a huge game for Rangers. And you heard David, I mean, Hibs haven't played for, yeah. what, three weeks? I, I think it'll, it might change when I see what a Hibs squad is going to look like, because, you know, I don't know what players, if they'll have players out or not, or how mm. fit they'll be, but I still fancy to win it, but I reckon it'll probably be a, a 2-1 shot. I don't see as blowing them away because they, just because of the situation we're kind of in at this point in time and for Rangers the club it was mentioned there are two other candidates or there were at the weekend if it's not Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and we still think it will be but we don't know have you got a name that you would go for? well obviously they all want Gio I, I, I think um, I don't know I mean if it, for me I think if, if I was bringing in Gio, even if I was bringing in Reno Gattuso or something, I, I would absolutely have either Barry or I think one of the other calls said even a, a Kevin Thompson standing alongside in that touch line because these are guys who know the fabric of the club. I'd probably prefer Barry if it was Gio or, or, or Reno purely because I know he knows them because he played with them um, and there's a the relationship there. Not that I'm trying to fly away for Alba. Any Alba fans listening, I'm just or, <laughs> making a point. Or but, the Go Radio football uh, show. <laughs> On you go, Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it has to be that because we need people who who get the club. We can't yeah. afford to take a chance of somebody coming in who who doesn't. We're not a building job anymore. We're not an experimental thing. That when Gerard came in, it was just the right timing to take that chance. Now we just need people who can come in and get bedded straight into the club because they understand the the, the, the fabric of the club. Really, Davy, what would you say on that? about getting Kevin Thompson or Barry to be alongside Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Gio. I mean, I, yep. I said it last week, you know, Barry, Barry for me doesn't promote himself enough at, at times, you know. I, I think Barry Ferguson going into that dressing room would get the, the players' attention and respect immediately. And, you know, I mean, I, I said Barry Ferguson, Derek McInnes, but Barry Ferguson, Joe Van Bronckhorst, although Joe will want to bring in his own people. But certainly, um, if, if, I'm, if I'm Rangers, I'm... I'm Certainly looking at Barry Ferguson and saying, you know, why? No disrespect to Alloa. Mm. Could Barry Ferguson not be doing something for Rangers? Sure. You're talking about people with, with, uh, who know the, the fabric of the club, who would get the respect mm. of players. He ticks so many boxes. It's too modest. That's his problem. Mm. And also loyal to Alloa. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, go, go radio. James is just checking the contract there. But it's a massive thing for Rangers. This is I'm surprised, and maybe he is, but in this negotiation now, the the the, the main man should, if he's not already get involved, Douglas Park. Just the sense I get of it, Barry, watching it for days over the weekend, listening, thinking, where, where is he in that? And maybe he is. Get involved, get the deal done, and get it sorted. Because we don't know. Who, I don't know who the second. I don't know. Barry's holding out on us. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, maybe. A, is he a poker player? Greg, <laughs> <laughs> you might know. Yeah. In the mind, Gerard's took six six his staff with him, so it is a big yep. um, job. That if it is Geo, which I think is the fans' pre uh, preferred choice, he needs to go and do deals and other guys who he's worked with before are at other clubs. So that that may be taking up a bit of time. Um, but look, I think. All the Rangers fans would love to see a new manager in place before Sunday, but if you're asking my honest opinion, I don't think that's going to happen. No. 
And that worries you, Craig. Craig, what about this man? He scored the other night. Let's hear from him, John Suter. As I told him, Laura, was a, we worked on that corner during the weekend. Yeah, thankfully we scored from it. And it was just a blur for me. Just delighted. delighted. This is the moment. It's, it's incredible. I mean, uh, the whole of rehab and, and everything, this, this makes it all worth it. And my brother Aaron, he's at home. He couldn't make it tonight, but um, that was for him because uh, he helped me a lot during my rehab. And I know he's watching tonight, so uh, that was for him. How good is that? Mentioning his brother Aaron yeah. through those uh, dark days, and uh, he's a Rangers fan, wasn't he? I mean, he loves it. The Hertz Hertz have been good to him, and he owes them something, Davey. I know what you were. Well, uh, I mean, were, I, I yeah. think there is a moral issue here because yeah. Hearts have, have stood by him for for more than two years. Yeah. You know, as Barry said, they, they got him the best attention, the best surgeon uh, to get him back where he is today. And the the, the timing of his, the end of his contract is very, very unfortunate for Hearts. Mind you, if you're John Suter's agent you are going to leave all sentiment and any loyalty to Hearts out of the equation. You're going to go and get the best deal you can for your player. And that, that would be for John Suter to, to sign nothing or maybe sign something in January. Um, it would be a sore one for Hearts, but, you know, it's, it's a brutal game. Barry, would you have him in a heartbeat at, at Rangers if you were there? 100%. Yeah. yeah. I've always said that about him. Um, even before he got his Achilles injury, you could see the real potential in him. He's come back, obviously, after the two years through his rehab. He's come back, he looks stronger. Looks like he's more a physical presence. He can play the game. He can pass the ball. He's a good defender. He's got good pace about him. Listen, I would be absolutely shocked if both Rangers and Celtic ain't chasing him. At that price, 500 grand, I think that's an absolute snap. You're saying he's a Rangers supporter, Paul, is yeah. he? John Suter. Well, I mean, it's... It's a no-brainer. Rangers would have to go for him, surely. At 500 grand. And he's, a, he's, a, he's got an affection for the club. Yeah. That's a no-brainer, isn't it? Some of the family were at the Rangers game right. just uh, okay. about six weeks ago. So were there. So I believe so. Um, Craig, would you? how much would you love to see John Suter playing for Rangers? Uh, listen, I'd, I'd, I'd absolutely have him. I think as long as you can keep him fit and, and he's, you know, he's over yeah. the bus, his injury issues, he's, he's terrific to have. And personally, for 500 grand, I reckon we could spend that in January, even under current circumstances, because it's not mm. a lot of money. Yeah. So personally, I, I'd have him in then, really, because I think we do need somebody else in to just to give us a different option to shore up the defence, because there's, there's been one or two leakages yep. recently that maybe a, a freshening up would do. And he's, he's phenomenal with the ball, and that's what you need at Rangers. You need to be a, a ball player, even as a defender. You've got to be able to do that, and, and I think he brings that. So, aye. No Reagan wants it Juranovic into John Suter John Suter forward to Jota that's not what you want to hear <laughs> is it Craig you want it Patterson Suter yeah yep. we'll see what Suter happens Barisic or Tavernier then into Morelos for a goal that, that's what I'd rather hear <laughs> um, Craig thanks a million for calling speak to you soon cheers take care guys the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. This time tomorrow night, Rob McLean, fresh from his success with Scotland the other evening. Uh, well, he was one of the commentators and a very good one too. Uh, John Hartson... And Craig Moore will be here tomorrow night. Will we have a new Rangers manager for then? We reckon not, Barry. Not just yet. But still, looks as though Giovanni van Bronckhorst and I suppose it's the intricate negotiations about all the backroom team. Uh, Paul, a lot could change in 24 hours. Um, but at this moment in time, it doesn't look if it's going to be done. Um, but look, you never know. Um, but these things do take time. It's personal terms. Agents are involved. 
Giovanni probably wants a number of staff with him as well because obviously Steven Gerrard took six with him to Aston Villa. So there is quite a lot to sort out. Um, but look, the Rangers fans just want it done as quickly as possible to know who's going to be leading their team. Alex has been on the socials saying, Davey, Barry, is there any clause in the Steven Gerrard uh, escape that stops him raiding Rangers in January? I hope so. I th- mm. <laughs> I'm sure the Rangers fans are, are hoping that. A-, a lot of people are talking about the normal ones, Morelos and Kent, but your Arebos and, mm. and Nathan Parson. But the, the thing I've got with Nathan Parson is Steven Gerrard played Tavernier before Nathan Parson. Mm. Um, but... I thought he was magnificent against um, Moldova yeah. in Friday night. Obviously scored the goal, set the um, Shea Adams up for his goal. But listen, I wouldn't be surprised if guys like Arebo and Kamara do come into um, consideration, but he's got, he'll have absolute pots here to sign players down at Aston Villa. Davey, you're here every other weekend. Every other weekend, you're in the Premier League in England doing it on Sky. Who are the players you would see from Rangers that Stephen Chair may be saying in January, I want him? Well, I think Nathan Patterson is is at the top of the list if I'm Stephen Gerrard. Um Who, who's is it Matt is it Cash, the fullback at Matty Cash? Is that right at Aston Villa? Polish, I think he is. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yep. He is. Yeah. I, I just think that yep. Nathan Patterson is going to go all the way uh, in the game. Um and Kamara is another one, obviously. Stand out. Don't know what you'd have to pay for him. Uh, I'd be very surprised if he goes for Morelos put it that way mm-hmm. but the money they have at Aston Villa compared to Huge. anyone in Scotland I could buy Rangers team if he yeah. wanted I think he can go out I, I said it on Friday mm-hmm. and Davey says the exact same thing as I said I think Nathan Patterson has everything in the locker to go to the very top what was the offer from Everton? 8 million pounds 8 so is that now 12? or am I lost? let's start at 10 would it be 10? well I mean if, if if the number was 25 million for Kieran Tierney, yeah. and I know Kieran Tierney was an established yes. Champions League international, and Nathan Patterson does not have that experience. But I would suggest to you that Nathan Patterson at the moment looks as if he could be the next Kieran Tierney, mm-hmm. that he could he could play at the very top level in England. Um, so, I mean, Rangers would need to do a, a structured deal where there was so much now and so much depending on how many games he plays because the the, the, the kid has got everything. And a sell-on because you look at Kieran Tierney, 25 million quid. Oh, See, no. now if you're trying to sign Kieran Tierney, you're talking for me, 78 million pound. Wow. Do you think he'll move on from Arsenal? Well, he signed a new contract. I, mm. I'm not surprised that Arteta got him mm. um, tied up my new deal. But for me, Kieran Tierney is, is top-notch. And Nathan Patterson has got all the attributes to be the same. So is he 15 million, would you say, at the moment? Or... It's a different market up here, Paul. Yeah. Depends um, who comes he's not in. played as yeah. Davies right. I think Kieran Tierney had what maybe three seasons of playing on a regular basis. Nathan Patterson, off the top of my head, what 20 25 games, I think, round about that for, for Rangers. But you've got to be looking over 10 million pounds for him. I was reading an article overnight, it was a critical article about England saying, Look at Virgil van Dyke, they saw how good he was at Celtic, an astonishing player but none of the big six would come in for him and it had to be a Southampton, yeah. what was it, 12 million or yeah. whatever at the time. But the, And as soon, he go, as soon as he goes there, then they say, ah, right. Yeah. Strange, same same with Wanyama. You yeah. know, nobody would yeah. take a chance on Wanyama. Southampton took him and then Spurs took him. Mm. You know, once they had a look at him in England. Um, yeah, I mean, they've, they don't have a very high opinion of, of some of the well, players who are playing in our league. But if you look at some of the success stories, you know, players who've who've come into Scotland and then moved to England and done really well. And Van Dyke's the biggest example of the lot. What did Van Dyke go for 
again to Southampton? 12. 13. 13. 12 or 13. 13. Yep. yep. And then 75. It's ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Crazy. So. Phenomenal. Um, well, Scotland are full of potential, terrific players. Look at the squad you were seeing at the top of the show, Barry, three or four years ago. It was mainly players from the Championship and from Scotland, but we've now got the Arsenals, uh, Chelsea. Oh, Billy Gilmer, surely. <laughs> Dean Smith, we see him paraded there. At Carroll Road, the new manager of uh, Norwich City, surely he's going to find a place for Billy Gilmer. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd like to think he's watched the last two games <laughs> and he's seen how good he was, but I look at just the engine room, the three in the middle of the park, Callum McGregor. A lot of people don't speak too much about Callum McGregor yeah. but I think Callum McGregor has been excellent for Scotland and he's been a real driving force for, for Celtic obviously but you look at McGregor Billy Gilmore mm. and John McGinn that's a right good a right top midfield for me if you're Billy Gilmore you've got to get out of Norwich now haven't you yep. he's wasting his time there now it depends on Dean Smith well, surely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. surely he's going to play there surely Tuchel likes his top talents the young ones coming through he wants them playing in the Premier League doesn't yeah. he? If, he if they can't get into the Chelsea first team he wants them in the Premier League what I'm asking is is that anyway would he, he come back him? to Rangers yep. yeah yeah. and that, that could be a game changer if that was to happen um, and you can bet your bottom dollar Rangers are, are, are trying to make it happen but could you imagine if he was there Barry then yeah. it would be you know he's championed them he, he looks to I, I think you're right, but I think Tuchel yeah. wants him down there sure. um, no chance mm. You've got to ask the question if you're Rangers. I mean, of you've, course. You'd, yep. you'd be daft yep. not to be asking the question, wouldn't you? 2-0 on Monday night. Here's the manager afterwards. Suitably uh, understated. He said, yeah, it was a good game. The evolution of the team was good. We've tweaked the system slightly against Moldova. It worked well for us. We, we decided to go the same again. I thought the Danes were brave. They left three up against our back three. We left three up against their back three. It was an open game. Credit to the referee because he made it an open game or he allowed it to be an open game. And we played some good stuff. Like you say, when we got our foot on the ball, I thought we dominated the midfield areas with the, with the four players that we used in there uh, in the midfield. Created some chances, played some great football. Uh, I think the crowd enjoyed it, which is, which is an important thing. I think the crowd enjoyed it. They certainly did, Barry, and it could have been three, four. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I'm enjoying watching Scotland mm -hmm. um, just now. Because as I said, I think we've got really... Top players that, that, that listen that they're, they're playing with a lot of confidence. Um, I hope he's he's happy on that when we hopefully qualify for the World Cup. I did say that. He said, "I'm smiling." Yeah. Um, he said, "I know I don't often, but no, nah, I was happy." He was speaking about the draw, which we will have a week on Friday. I don't know. You'd have to go around the six unseeded teams and ask them. Uh, we know that we're in a good place. Four months is a long time. A lot can happen in the next four months. I hope all the players go away. I hope they do well for their clubs. Keep up the run of form. Then I'll have the difficult task of picking a squad to come together. And we look forward to the playoff games. We think, we think we're a decent team. We think we're improving. And hopefully we can show that in March. Nothing we can do about the draw. So we, we wait and see who we get. And then we'll deal with it in March. So I'll know on the 26th who we've got. And I'll start the preparations. I was going to say the 27th there, but I'd be lying. Sometime in December I'll pick up the banner and I'll start watching games and we'll start preparing so that so that we are ready for all three opponents. Davy, it is a long time, isn't it? Some job, yeah. isn't it? Four yeah. months off he gets now. <laughs> <laughs> Some jobs. But uh, I don't think it does him any favours given the momentum we have at the moment. To now be looking at four months before he gets the boys back together again. It's the last thing he needs. Because, uh, listen, you can have lost the forum. Guys could um, touch wood with injuries as well um, yeah look, he would have loved the, the playoff games to be next week or December um, so that that will be um, a frustration 
Um, but listen, you can't do anything. Everybody, all the nations that are in the playoffs are in the same situation. You just need to hope everybody's fit and ready to go in March. Shall we have one more word from the manager? Just the normal process of a team that's growing, growing together. Qualifying for the for the first tournament in 23 years was massive. Going to that tournament was really important for us. Take aside how people think the, the tournament panned out as a as a squad, as a team, that togetherness for the for almost four weeks together helped us to build and grow. I think post-Euros, you see that improvement. You see, you see this squad of players gaining more and more confidence. Six wins in a row at this level is no mean feat. Six in a row, Davey. It's been a long time since that happened. He definitely has a kind of club mentality, team spirit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The, the very fact they're all turning up now tells you they want to play for him. That, that wasn't always the case. But uh, he has the best group of players that we've had in a long number of years. And I think the best is yet to come. There's no, no question about that. Can we look forward to this weekend with both of you? Uh, so Saturday, 5.15. We were saying earlier, who chooses these times? Television. Celtic against St. Johnson. St. Johnson, the League Cup, the Premier Cup uh, holders. And they're hoping to get a new contract for Xander Clark. And why wouldn't they, Barry? He's a terrific goalkeeper. Uh, looking forward to this game on Saturday. Yeah, in, in terms of Xander Clark, brilliant a big part of the, the success last season won in the cup double he's carried on his form this season delighted to see him getting the the call up for these that that double header that just happened there um, but for me look I think Celtic will be too strong big pitch Celtic won the game for me and you play Kyogo from the start Davian right through the middle but what do you feel about this one cup semi-final Celtic, Celtic, Celtic should win Celtic should win the game Paul mm. I mean I know it's still a rebuilding job for, for Ange Postacoglu but he has enough talent in that dressing room. If he plays them in the right positions, Celtic will win it all day long. Is it not a simple game, football? Keep it simple. Well, you've, oh. you've got a guy who's the best finisher at the club. He's proved it. Why, why would you play him? Why would you play him out in the wing? Why would you play him out wide? Play him through the middle. And it's not, no, seriously, it's not rocket science. Yeah. It is a simple game. Play your best players in their favourite positions. And I, I think you'll generally do pretty well. They lost two points. Against Livingston, that they shouldn't have lost. I'm sure at half five on Saturday, yep. Callum Davis and hoping that team sheet's coming in and yeah, Kyogo's yep. goes out, out in the wide area. He'll be rubbing his hands. Sunday, four o'clock. So you both reckon Celtic will go through to the final just before Christmas. So Rangers against Hibs. We don't know. We don't think someone will be fully in charge by then. Will that matter, do you think? It Barry? shouldn't. Hibs have not played a competitive game for over two, I think, three weeks now. Um, so Rangers. Got to win it. They've got to win it. Would Morella's feature from the start? He didn't the other week just before the break. It comes down to how he trains. Mm -hmm. the, 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 whoever's in charge just now need to watch closely and see how he trains because he's got to train well. You've got to train well to get in that starting 11. Um, and when he's fit and he's up for it, he's the best number nine. There's no doubt about that. Davy. Yeah, I think Rangers will win the game. You know, with or without a new manager, the... A bit like Celtic, they've got better players than Hibs. Mm -hmm. And the Edinburgh clubs don't always do themselves justice. And in, in Glasgow, though, I thought Hibs did really well at Ibrooks in the last game until they had the player sent off. Um, 14, so yep. if, if they play as well as they did that day, but Barry's just raised the point. They, they haven't played this month. Again, it's an advantage to Rangers. Hopefully, Rangers win the game and we get the, the final we want. We get an old firm final. Louis Stevenson has just signed a new deal with Hibs to the summer of 2023. Barry, that'll be some Christmas, won't it? Getting ready. We're counting down to Santa with a maybe an old firm final, followed by January yeah, 2nd. That's what I'm going for. Old firm final. Are you? Yep. 
and we'll find out who you think will win. And then Judgment Day, January the 2nd, before a wee bit of a break. Some sunshine, maybe. Listen, that's it. We're out of time. Jokal Day is up next. Thanks to everyone who joined us tonight. And it was great to hear Jim Craig as well speaking about his great friend and fellow Lisbon line, Bertie Old. And Barry, good luck on Friday morning for the memorial for Walter Smith. We'll speak to you on Friday at five. Thanks, everyone. See you then. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.